listener. Welcome to Broadsheet Sydney Around Town. I'm Emma Joyce, Features Editor at Broadsheet, and I'm the host of this short guide to Sydney. This week, the Art Gallery of New South Wales will host a brand new festival of music, film and performance called Volume. It's headlined by Solange and people like Sampa the Great. And the 17-day festival will see all sorts of artists respond to the artworks across all of its buildings. The best part is much of the programme is free. So we've invited in AGNSW's music and community curator, Jonathan Wilson, into the studio to help unpack what the headline acts are, what are the free things and all the exciting bits and pieces that go with it. Hi, Jonathan. Hello, how are you? I'm really good, thank you. How are you though? Because this new festival, Volume, it kicks off on the 22nd of September. So you're in crunch time. We're good. Yeah, we're, we're kind of, I'm excited to be inviting all of these amazing musicians into Australia as well as local talent coming to the forefront, democratizing music and film and performance in this beautiful, big old building and our brand new, beautiful building too. So a lot of the performances take place across both buildings, but also in that tank space, that really interesting area, which is like a former oil tanker from World War II. And it's going to be completely transformed by a couple of artists. We'll get to that in a moment. Before that, let's talk about Solange, because she's headlining this festival with some exclusive shows Absolutely. Yeah. So Solange is coming for three nights. It's a new kind of performance work from her. So new music and new work. So think of it more of a performance art piece with music surrounding it. That's the best way I think I can describe it. It's a, it's a new artwork. She's, you know, she's an incredible artist in her own right and sort of makes more artful experiences these days. So these are, are her only Australian shows. How did you convince her to come over for this brand new festival? There's a, a multiple ways to answer that question, I think. But one of the most um, obvious things is that tank space is totally unique. It's tonally unique as well. That's the thing that I think mm. is um, really special about it. You have this incredible 11 second echo in there. So everything reverberates off those walls in a really beautiful and unique way, transforms sound, transforms visuals. And, you know, I was talking to, to a colleague the other day who's doing a lot of filming in there and will be working across this, the Solange performance with a camera. And he was, you know, he said the best thing about it is, you know, you don't know whether it's day or night in there. You don't know what time of day it is and you can lose hours in that space. So I think these offers to artists to come in and explore traditional gallery spaces and new gallery spaces in different ways, whether they be from a music space or a filmic space, uh, these kind of traditional art forms that aren't really kind of recognized in the big monoliths that we know around the world. So they see these opportunities to kind of fit in as artists in their own right, you know, as important and as powerful as the paintings on the wall and the sculptures on the floor. They become these kind of living sculptures. Now, the program has free elements. It has ticketed shows. It has Australian musicians, international performers. Who would you say are kind of the highlights of the ticketed program that people need to act quickly if they want to go and see? I've picked everyone. <laughs> so they're all, I, highlights uh, to you. They're, they're all highlights to me, but I think there's some really important messages and moments that kind of uh, could transform the way people think about local artists, international artists, what the music in an art gallery actually is. So like the first night is this incredible layered First Nations perspective. So we have this um, 
artist coming from the US. He's a Native American Red Lake Nation member, Joe Rainey, and he is signed to Bonnevere's label. And what Joe does is this sort of modern powwow. So powwow music is a um, Native American form of uh, vocal vocal music. It's non-lyrical, but it can take on forms of lyrics. But he kind of does this sort of dirgy techno with that. So he works with this guy, Andrew Broder, who is, you know, an Anglo-American guy and they, they collaborate and uh, Andrew, you know, takes a lot of Joe's vocals and puts them through guitar pedals and effects and, you know, turns it into other things. So Joe and Andrew, so Joe Rainey, and then doubling on that night is the incredible Sonia Hollowell, who's just one of my like most favorite artists the last couple of years. So she's a local Durrawell Australian-based artist. So she's on Darawal country. She lives down the South Coast as well. But she's a a soprano, contemporary classical vocalist. So she sort of does everything from like extended vocal techniques, which can, you know, to to an average listener, that can be very bizarre and strange, but she can also sing anything. You know, she sings in pop band. She sings straight up kind of opera, but she will be performing in the tank, uh, a piece originally composed by an American composer named Morton Feldman. And that piece was written in 1981 and it was written for the painter, Philip Guston. And if anybody knows the gallery's collection, we have a Philip Guston work in our collection, which is actually on, on display at the moment. But, um, he wrote it for his, his friend, Philip Guston, and it was written to be performed by one of the first contemporary classical vocalists, Joan LaBarbera. So she was an American woman who actually pioneered a lot of the extended vocal techniques. Now, this work is a 51-minute work, which is three voices all at once, and one of them's live and two of them recorded. So Sonia's performing that work in the tank. You know, we've done a few tests, and I mean, the last... The last one we did with some colleagues, I saw people kind of leaving, weeping, kind of emotionally, totally moved by that work. So that's something not to miss. First night too. Um, And, you know, score by Salvage, local guy, but Commemary Indigenous electronic musician, takes field recordings from country and makes experimental techno. He's written a score that plays across the whole building. Have the excellent Ambie Downs, who's another artist we've worked with at the gallery on different projects in her musical space. She also is a filmmaker. She has projections right across the building. Um, on that night. And then we have Sirwa Adafur on that night. And Sirwa is an Australian based, like originally from Western Sydney, this incredible, she does a lot of VR, like VR kind of work and, and uh, NFT based things. But I think that kind of opening night is like a must beginning with a smoking ceremony too. So I just feel like this is a, a proper way to start an experience that, that runs for 17 days. So that's one. <laughs> I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about how the tank space is going to be completely transformed by a couple of artists, Angela Go being one of them, and also the UK-based Australian filmmaker and artist Sam Smith, because not only will this be the first time music is playing in the tank, but also they're going to completely change the way it feels down there. Totally. So the this is a first film projection work in there as well. So our curator of film, Ruby Arrowsmith-Todd, who is just the best, she has commissioned um, Sam for this new work, which is an extension of a work called Mudmine that he'd done for one of our uh, lockdown programs, Together in Art. So it was a digital only thing and he's expanded this into this giant projection series and it's free to the public and it's on daily. So you can come in and see this work and interestingly has worked with um, one of the artists that uh, who's also playing one of the free nights, a musician, J.W. Patton, who is a local Ewan electronic musician. 
who has created some of the works with a lot of the sound with Sam, but that, that exp- it's an expansive film that runs in that tank across one of the walls, u- utilizing the patina on the wall as well as the, the back, you know, the backing of, of that work. So that's one of the free programs that I think is amazing. And Angela Goh's also done a new commissioned dance work uh, with Corinne, the electronic musician who's done the score for that. And again, that kind of bookends at the back end of the festival on the last weekend. And that's a free program during the day to come and experience. And there's moments where Angela will disappear from the space, but she's constantly there. So using the columns and using that kind of framing in that space to, yeah, create, create, and create a new kind of um, aesthetic is that part of Tones Move Strings? No, that's a different project. Or is that project? a different, different project? Yeah, so that one I love the idea of. So it's going to be available three times every day during the day. And it's almost like pop-up performances across the different buildings. Totally. That's exactly it. Yeah. Who's involved? Um, so every day we have a 10.30 Tones performance. And so Tones is um, it's a half an hour improvisational performance performance. Uh, generally in, in sync with an artwork. So they, the, a bunch of musicians that we've invited in come and they pick a work and we have a conversation about that work and what that work might mean to them and how they can translate that or work alongside that or create something that gives you an alternative under, alternative reading of that particular artwork. And then the, the Moves program is a dance program at 12.30 and then the Strings program is a, another music program at 2.30. And so tones are like tonal things, saxophone, voice, synthesizers, drums, uh, moves is movement, strings is string-based instruments, piano, guitars, tar, um, double bass, things like that. So mostly solo performers. There's a couple of duos that are performing, but I think there's a there's a whole kind of crew of really interesting artists that um, – I'm super inspired to see. So one one person in particular that I'll highlight is a guy named DC Cross, who if you're a, of an, a generation X potentially, uh, of an older generation, you might remember a band called Girling. And the singer in Girling was a guy named Darren, Darren Cross. And Darren now does this incredible uh, finger-picked acoustic guitar music, so instrumental music. And he'll be working with Frederick McCubbin's Fires on at the Laps- Lapston Tunnel, which is obviously a painting of Western Sydney. Darren's from Western Sydney. So he's just playing directly to that painting. So this will be a half an hour performance of improvised guitar finger-picked guitar music and like John Fay style music. Um, yeah, in sync with that work. So that's kind of, yeah, every day there's uh, just something to energize the gallery and keep it kind of vibrant and, and, and pumping and, and, you know, again, change, change the narrative about music not being the entertainment in the building, music actually being as present as the works. Because you've got so many people involved in this new festival, did you have any artists kind of competing over any particular artworks they might be responding to? Not necessarily. I mean, a few artists have picked the same work and I'm, I'm kind of okay with that. And I think we've all been okay with that. And I think it's because it's become about this, uh, it's a dialogue between you and that, that artist, you and that musician and that artwork. And so it'll be a different conversation by a different person. And so I think it's kind of allows that opportunity for multiple readings of the art in the space. What I think is fascinating is this is the largest music program in the institution's 152 year history. I do think of music as being part of AGNSW's offering, mostly because of lockdown and people like Elfresh the Lion, who were doing various different videos that we could watch online at the time. Is this something that they are going to continue to have as part of their offering? Are they moving beyond visual arts strictly? 
In the gallery? In the gallery. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We're a space for all art forms. And that's something, um, you know, I'm super passionate about. And, you know, as is the gallery, you know, we, it's a, this kind of idea of sound and vision being present. It's a 21st century space. We've, we've just built this incredible new space for Sydney. And these things, uh, they resonate in totally different ways in, in the new building. And I think it's a, you know, it's been interesting moving through, through the gallery with a bunch of different musicians. And there's so much about it that feels like this kind of incredible performance space in itself. It's mm. like, it's begging for these things. That's the thing that I keep coming back to. It doesn't feel like we're trying to push something into a space. that's not meant to be there. It, it absolutely feels like it's meant to be happening. You also have some world premiere recordings as well. Can you kind of tell us maybe one or two of those or, or what it is that makes it a world premiere. Absolutely. We didn't want, you know, a Spotify playlist on in the background before a band started or an artist started performing. So I was thinking about that and I thought about actually commissioning new, you know, new music and compositions by people to play in the background. So every night had its own specificity around what you were hearing throughout the duration of that evening. So one of the scores that's being composed is by the UK-based artist Lorraine James. Uh, Lorraine is uh, one of my favourite musicians of the last five years, for sure. She's incredible. Um, you know, she's got a new record coming out, actually. She's on Hyperdub, which is the same label as Burial. But the music that she has created is so incredible intensely beautiful and it's built around a piano and this kind of degraded piano that takes, you know, over a course of an hour, it just kind of sort of falls apart. So I'm super excited about that, but I love the idea that, you know, you're not going to hear the Foo Fighters in the background before somebody comes on somebody's random Spotify playlist hitting, you know, it's very specific. All the music that's taking place is there for a reason. Now, if somebody wants to go to the website, which by the way is volume.sydney and start navigating this program, do you have any kind of tips as to what they should, how they should kind of feel their way through the different artists who are going to be around for 17 days? I think uh, for the, for the ticketed program, if you, there's a way to shift it so you can look at the ticketed program and click on that and see if there, each of those nights has a very specific kind of flavor to it around, you know, what we were trying to achieve. Some things are leading to jazz, some things are more experimental, some things are a little more pop. Uh, I think, you know, you can click on those nights and the, the text descriptors are pretty good to make sense, but also... Um, just click the giant artist list and click through them. You know, you get to see there's pictures of everybody, you know, you might be inspired to just go and see because, you know, somebody looks interesting, you know, or you see they have an interesting kind of understanding of what they're doing instru instrumentally. I think that's kind of the best way to do it is to, to take a, um, take a shot, take a gamble. You know, they're all incredible, incredible, incredible artists. They're from, from my perspective, whether it's Solange that people know or it's, say, Fujita from Japan, they're all doing very similar things by pushing sound and vision in a completely original way. And that's kind of where they all sort of float together. Well, I feel like we've only just scratched the surface of the potential of what we could talk about with Volume. So thanks so much for coming in and explaining it to us. Volume runs from September the 22nd to October the 8th, and you can find all the details online at volume.sydney. Thanks, Jonathan. Thank you. And that's all we have time for today. Of course, you can stay up to date with what's happening around Sydney at broadsheet.com.au and at broadsheet underscore Sid on Instagram. I'll be back next week. Same time, same place. Chat then. A listener production.